0: Hey guys, Alec here again with some secrets of management consulting. And this is stuff that, I, I mean, I haven't been able to find this stuff. I've actually searched and seen, you know, is this stuff kind of available? Is it Does it make sense to make a video about this? I've had trouble finding it. So how do you restructure a company? In other words, you know, how do we make things more profitable? How do we bring more cash in? How do we make the company more valuable. Uh, So if you look up, if you go Google, how to restructure a company, you're going to find a lot of high level 40,000 foot view, no, no real detail. Uh, I can't give you specific detail for your specific company, but I can, I can direct you into the areas that you should be looking at that you hopefully find valuable and that you could uh, look at it and hopefully implement yourself. Uh, So that's the, of the crux of this video so when we go into a new client a smaller mid-sized business that's having difficulties in certain areas first place we look at to bring in cash the fastest is accounts receivable so I'll give you an example there's a a company that's doing about 5 million per year in sales and then we look at our that their AR and it's about a million dollars that's collectible we only want to look at collectible AR because if there's AR that's been sitting out there seven, ten years, and I've seen that many times too, you're not going to collect that money. That's, that's not even worth looking at. Um, but let's say, for example, a company is doing $5 million in sales and their AR is $1 million. Now, you might say, well, that sounds outrageous. Well, no, it's not. It's actually quite common. Uh, and you may very well be in the same situation. Uh, but anyway... So if we have a million dollars in accounts receivable and we have five million dollars in sales, if we take our one million divided by five million, uh, that's 0.2, and then multiplying that by 365 days per year, that works out to 73 days. What does that mean? Well, that means it's taking on average 73 days to collect our cash after we've invoiced and to completed the work. So you've effectively, when you have your AR, this is money that's out on the street. The question you need to ask yourself is, can I improve that? Well, you can if you streamline your receivables collection process, but it ha- there has to be a process. I'm not going to go into the detail here about how to set up the process because it, I mean, it depends on your business. It depends on uh, what the expectations are. So I can't give that to you, but what I can tell you is, If you set up a system of collections procedure that you can actually reduce the AR that's out in the street. So if we take our example, and this is is doable, we've done this many, many times. One million in AR. What if we can improve that to 750,000 on average instead of a million for our particular example? Well, what that means is... By reducing your average down from a million to $750,000, you've just put $250,000 in your bank account. The key is you got to keep that up. This isn't profit, this is money that's been out in the street. If you continue to allow a million dollars in accounts receivable, that money is never going to be in your possession. It's always going to be out on the street. But if you can reduce the time, and you can, if you systematize it, bring that down, using our example again, 250,000, sits in, in your bank account now. And what you can do with that 250,000, this is now working capital, additional working capital. So you can you can uh, pay for, uh, you can pay off some bills, you can buy new equipment, whatever you might do. Maybe you take a vacation, maybe the vacation you haven't taken in 10 years. So. The key is to maintaining that. So you have to set up a system of collections, and then you have to stay on top of that. Your person who's doing your accounts receivable needs to stay on top of it. And it, it has to be systematized. OK. So ARs first. Now, generate more profit. So, okay, so then the next area that we're going to look at is materials usage, materials waste, and cost. Then labor. What's I mean, how efficient is our labor? So we're going to start asking some questions. Okay, so who's involved? What evidence do we have that there's a problem? Uh, How long does it take to do a certain thing? How long should it take to do a certain thing? And you break that down and you want to figure out how much is this costing me over a year as a business owner by not fixing this problem? So now you've got an indication of kind of the scope of the problem from a a dollar standpoint. We're not worried about accuracy. What we're we're worried about is what scale of problem do we have? I mean, do we have a $5 problem? Do we have a half a million dollar problem? Had one client. They had a half a million dollar problem. We fixed one problem. Half a million dollars. In their overhead, and they didn't even realize they had a problem. So you got to drill down in all these areas and say to yourself, "Well, uh, do, do do we have any evidence of this being a problem? You know, have we priced out certain things? Have we stayed with the same vendor for twenty five years and and never and never priced out with a different vendor?" You got to Ask these types of questions, and then what you can do is then you can identify, okay, what how much is this costing me over the a full year? Because it, as you put all these problems over a full year, then you can put them in terms of magnitude this is the biggest, this is the second one, this is the third one, and then you can see, okay, well, which one can we attack? What do we need to do to solve these particular problems? Um, There is, in some cases, there's a cost of the solution. So maybe we need to buy more software. Maybe we need some different type of equipment. If you're in a manufacturing area, maybe uh, automating certain process is going to save on labor, just as an example. So it depends on your situation, but this all has to be compared and contrasted. So once you identify the problem, the cost of the problem over a year, then it's a question, okay, so what's the solution to the problem or what what are the things that we need to do to solve that problem and we need one leader that will handle that and we need to understand and make sure that that person, that manager, make sure that that whatever's been decided on how to fix that problem is implemented. And once it's implemented, you can take it off, gotta make sure that that the the solution continues. Once that's done, uh, this entire process, you start seeing additional cash in your bank account, and these are real profits now. Um, So we talked about material, sorry, we talked about AR, we talked about material, we talked about labor, and the last thing we're going to look at is is overhead costs. Uh, Can we cut? Can we get better pricing? This kind of thing. Okay, so hopefully that helps, and uh, you can Take some tangible, actionable uh, items from that and apply it in your own business and benefit from it. Now, uh, fun fact. Benjamin Franklin in 1717, at the age of 11, invented the swim fins that divers and snorkelers use. That goes back to 1717. And he was only 11 years old when he when he invented that. Anyway, uh, if you enjoyed this video, you learned something, let me know what you learned. Uh, if you have any questions, or you have any thoughts on a future video that you would like me to address, shoot me a, a comment down below. And if you like this video, give it a thumbs up, share it with anyone that you feel it could benefit, and don't forget to subscribe down below as well. Until next time. Keep raising your profit.